Hello and welcome to Paper Tuesdays. I'm Mark Halpin and we have a special guest with us here today, yes. my uncle from West Cork, Ian Bailey. <laughs> Michael, no. Michael's out now, I'm in. Michael's out. Who is in? Who are you? Who is my co-host today? They, they might not. They of course know who I am. I'm the man that's been there and done it all. Michael is gone. We've had enough of him and his ways and this podcast has taken a brand new direction. Yeah, so Michael unfortunately passed away over the weekend. <laughs> Uh, God rest him. <laughs> anyway, onwards with the podcast. Michael is still alive. He's in Mayo. So Living there. Yeah, no man's land. James. Yes. Have you any opening remarks to get the floor to the floor? Yeah, Owl Mert bought me a pint last week. Okay. And I couldn't figure out why. But I found out yesterday. Go on. It was pestering me. Okay. So we were at a junior match a while ago. Castletown again, the Josephs. Yeah. And Justin Heffernan was refereeing the match. And I says to myself and Bubbles and Mert were down there. And I said to, to Bubbles, I said, Jez Bubbles, he's from Blackwater, the referee, isn't he? And Owen Mert came out, no, no, you're wrong, you're wrong. He's from Oilgate. And I said, no, Mert, you're wrong. He's from <coughs> from Blackwater. No, he's from Oilgate. And that was it. So we had a bit of a row during half time. Yeah. So we agreed to have bubbles stand in the middle of it and separate us so i went up to paddy sam and said paddy i said where's justin heffernan from he's from blackwater and owen mark no paddy you're wrong he's from oilgate so anyway went to the anchor last sunday evening for a little lucas aid and owen mark bought for me and i was there what why did he buy me that and i only twigged it yesterday rather than him tell me why he bought it it's because I was right. We put a point on it that he was from Oilgate or from Blackwater. But rather than him telling me that I was right, he just bought the, bought bought the drink and walked away. Bought your Lucasette. And would not admit that I was right. Would you have done the same? No, I'd have said, Mark, you, you were right. You're I, right. I'm the bigger man. You're the bigger man. But sure, what do you expect from people from Kyle Nier and anyway? They, just, they, can't, <laughs> they, can't, they, can't, they can't face being wrong. <laughs> turncoats. Okay. We're all turncoats up there. <laughs> Big fans of turncoats. <laughs> Alright, so today we've come on to the podcast to talk about a very special anniversary. There's something that happened 20 years ago this month that still is raw in your soul. Would you like to... Yeah, Saipan, 20 years ago this year. Could have won the World Cup. So you were what, seven years old? Seven, yeah. Do you remember Saipan? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I remember the whole thing. Came home from school one day and I was told Roy Keane has been sent home. And I'm like, what? Been sent home. I was like, why? And couldn't figure. I ended up reading the papers myself and came to the termination. Se- seven years old. Seven years old. Reading the papers. Read the paper. Yeah. Important fact. Yeah. Right there. This is who we're dealing with. Can read the paper. Right. No ordinary gobshite. Right. And uh, yeah, like it, it was wrong. Why was you sent captain home? Okay. How many days into the campaign? How long were they in Saipan before Roy Keane was sent home? I think it was three or four. It wasn't long. Three or four days in. But on top, it was. It was a culmination, I think. Saipan was a culmination of, I'd say, four or five, maybe ten years of playing with Ireland. Right. So, how, what, what were the, what was the lead up to it? What was going on over these? Well, you go right way back to Jack Charlton, and Ireland were going out to play Belgium in a qualifier for Euro. I think it was France '98 or Euro '96 or something like that. And uh, Ireland, the boys were training, under training, and then. There was a pal at Jack Charlton's open a big chipper called Harry Ramsden's. And 
they all had to do Harry's challenge. It was a big slab of fish and chips, and if you ate it all, you got a little mint. And a mint. Yeah, a little right. mint. So some lads done the challenge, passed Harry's challenge, went out, legs went in the last 10 minutes of the game, they drew two all and they went out. So look, they passed Harry's challenge, but they failed the fucking game. So you can imagine straight away that's going to annoy Roy Keane because it's not... And Good Roy would have been on this panel. He was he was on the panel. Didn't do Harry's challenge because he knew knew right. So I, I put this to you, James. Right. Jack Charlton was over that team, not yeah. Mick McCarthy. Mick McCarthy was would have been wouldn't have been playing, but it was the FAI set up in general. Right. Now comes to ninety eight, ninety seven, Mick McCarthy takes over. Yeah. Roy goes and sits down with him. Yeah. We need things to be different, Mick, we need to prepare properly, la 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 la, all that crack. So Mick says, yeah, we'll prepare right past the cereals, all that crack. So it comes to the famous Holland game in Holland. And uh, Roy goes down and he sees Jason McAteer eating a cheese sandwich before training. <laughs> and he's like, uh, what are you doing? Where's the pasta? Where's the fish? Where's the, all that stuff? And, uh, oh, and the assistant manager, Ian Evans at the time, piped up. Oh, you should have asked for it if you wanted it. Right. He'd already asked for it. Gone straight to the top and asked for it. Yeah. And ignored. So straight away, Ireland, go out and draw it. One all, two all or something. Or had the game won. Yeah. And pissed it away in the last 10 minutes because probably hadn't prepared properly. Right. You come then to Saipan itself. Now, there's a couple of other incidents along the way, but come to Saipan. So the players go out. You're going to a World Cup. What would you do? What would you fly the players out on? First class. First class. Yeah. The Irish lads were stuck in with all the fans down the back. Right. While yeah. the FAI big wigs set up in first class. Yeah. So they're in Dublin Airport. No such thing as going to the quite part of the terminal or the special terminal. They were in the main terminal one. There was only one terminal in Dublin. So they're in terminal one at the time. Yeah. They're all sitting there on the fucking windows and everything else as you do. And who arrives into the middle of it? Only Bertie Hearn. Now, no problem with Bertie coming because it was general election day and he was pressing the flesh and getting photos. That's yeah. fine. But you can't have players preparing to go out to top class World Cup and have that. Yeah. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo wouldn't be sitting no. beside me on a plane. No. Yeah. You can't have it. Like, you get to Saipan. Glorious weather. So it would have been 30 degrees. Yep. And now Saipan, it turns out, is a bit of a place for sex tourists to go to. Right. So that's... That's another, just painting the ambiance of the island. Okay. So they go out anyway. Uh, oh, why is a sex tourist? In person, your a person yeah. that goes abroad paying for sex. Paying for sex. Paying for okay. sex, because they can't get it themselves. Not to see the local sex. No, they, they just can't get it for free like me and you can. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well. You've already got it for I'm free. You've paying for a proof. baby. Yeah, you've, you've the proof. <laughs> it's not free. <laughs> paying for the next fucking 18 years it, it's free to a point free to a point yeah so to go out anyway the gear doesn't arrive so first thing you want when you go train is what you want the right footballs. gear uh, footballs yeah. cones bibs want all that cheese sandwiches there. no <laughs> leave the cheese sandwiches alone you want to be prepared properly yep. so there's nothing like that they were training in big heavy tracksuits so your big heavy umbro winter tracksuit they were training in yeah not on go out to the training pitch was like car park there was potholes and everything in it it was just it was a sham right an absolute sham 
is that just Saipan or was there No, this is this is the organization like this yeah. is the or, this is all the organizing. Yeah. So first of all, the gear should have been sent out two weeks before to make sure it was there. Yeah. Someone should have went and checked the pitch and said, Is this okay? Is this playable? And mm. it wasn't. Mm. Like someone should have took charge and said, Lads, we need to water that. So they got someone to go up and water and there was a fella standing there with a hose just spraying water in one spot. Yeah. It was dangerous. It was dangerous, like you're going out to play a World Cup and that's going on. Yeah. So can you blame someone if they snap? So then anyway, there's all there's a couple of interviews done, Roy says his piece. Mick then accused Roy of feigning injury against Iran. Right. This is despite Alex Ferguson and Mick McCarthy agreeing that if Ireland were under pressure, Roy could go and play the game away in Iran. Ireland won two 0 I think, wasn't it? They won think they won two 0 at home. Comfortable. Okay. Comfortably going to the World Cup. Yeah. No need for Roy Keane to go out. Yeah. He can sit home, rest. He'd only back cut a year or two from crucial injury. Yeah. Struggled with his hips, needed to mind himself. So he agreed that Mick throws it back at Roy. No, no. You were wrong. And it all went from there, basically. The class of per clash of personalities. Then the whole Mick McCarthy, Roy, thing, Roy Keane things go back to 92 and 93 and the tour of America. Roy, a young lad, went out on the lash, showed up a little bit late for the bus. Yeah. And uh, the two of them exchanged smart comments, I think. Right. And it went from there. Okay. But either way, Mick McCarthy was wrong. If you're the manager, and as I've come to learn, you have to be super organised and have everything organised. You can't just show up and hope for the best. Yeah. just doesn't happen. People don't want that anymore. Yeah. And it wasn't acceptable back then. Fair enough. And what did Roy do to be sent home? So there was a team meeting called mm. and Roy was ambushed by McCarthy. Right. He called this meeting. Roy gave an interview to the Times. It had been cleared. It was all okay. Everything mm. was fine. McCarthy then walked in and says, Roy, you've gave this interview. You're obviously not happy. What's going on? Yeah. Gave the interview. Uh, McCarthy pulled the paper out from behind his back and like, you gave the interview. Gave it all the big one. Mm. And Roy was just like, you know what, fuck you, you're, you're a shite captain, you're a shite player, you're a shite manager, and no respect for you. Right. And that was, that was it. It's so, he blew up, basically. Yeah. Absolutely blew up. Now, in fairness, if someone blew up to me like that, mm. you'd have to send them home. Yeah. But, at the same time, he shouldn't have had that excuse to blow up a poor preparation. Roy was pushed. He was pushed, absolutely pushed. Yep. Antagonised, I would say. Yeah. And he stood up? He stood up, yeah. He stood up and said his piece. Why would you lie down to a bully? Mm. He stood up and said his piece. Yeah. And that, and took the consequences. More, more power to him. And how did Ireland get on in that campaign after? We went right? out against Spain in penalties. Penalties in what round? Round of 16. Right. So we got through the group. Got through the group. Came second in the group to Germany. That was after Roy went home. So this right after Roy. So yeah. Ireland drew one all with Cameroon. Matt Holland scored the goal that day. Mm. One all with Germany. Robbie Keane scored in the last minute. And with Saudi Arabia, 3-0. Mm. Gary Breen, Damien Duff and Robbie Keane scored those days. Right. So they go through in the round of 16, play Spain. A poor Spain team. Very right. poor Spain team. And yeah, Spain would have probably set up a bit differently if the best player in the world at the time had been there. Yeah. Best player in the world was a big call. He was the best player in the world. By far. Best central midfielder. No, best player in the world. Best player in the world. Yeah. Who else was playing at this time? Shane. What year was this? 
2002. Right, so best players in the world 2002. Zidane. Team better than Zidane? Yeah. Shane, you said something there? Oh, I'm, trying, I'm literally trying to think of what was on the... Seedorf, Seedorf, Seedorf would have been there. What year was it? 2002. 2002. Fat Ronaldo was in his pomp. Fat Ronaldo, yeah. Ronaldinho. So here, Cafu. I want you just to clarify that Roy Keane is better than all of these players. At the time he was. Ronaldo, Fat Ronaldo. At the time. At the, to at the time, yeah. At, in 2002, Roy Keane is Best better. Best player in the world, better. yeah. Roberto Carlos. Yes. Rivaldo. Yes. Oliver Kahn. Yes. That's a, you can't make that comparison. Michael Balak. Yeah. Saul Camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Thierry Henry. Yeah, yes. What's squeaking? Def was definitely. Uh, Michael Owen. Yeah. Raul. Yeah. Hong Miang Bo from South Korea. Definitely. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes. At that time, probably. Ronaldo was only 17 at the time. Ronaldinho. Yeah. Roy Keane is better, was better than Ronaldinho. Yes, he was. Paolo Maldini. Yeah. Cafu. Yeah. Iker Casillas. Yeah. Again, you can't. Okay, fair. Zlatan. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. that the year Michael Owen got? Uh, Ballon d'Or or something. I think he won it in 2000 or 99. Was it? Yeah. And what's your Patrick Vieira? Yeah. Uh, uh, was, was better than Patrick Vieira. Then were the days Patrick Vieira, Roy Keane. The night in the tunnel. Night in the tunnel. That what, was great. What's your view on Michael Owen? Glass hamstrings. Glass hamstrings, yeah. Terrible. I do like I do like Mike Lone though. He scored that last minute winner against City. Against City. 4-3 at Old Trafford. Mike Lone was at Man United, that's right. Yeah, played yeah. for United for a while. You forget about that. Fair play. He didn't me. last too long there, did he? Got four or five years, however. Did they? Yeah, done alright. Sure, just used off the bench like wasn't used. Yeah, but he scored he scored yeah. that scored that goal, like he'll be always remembered for that goal. Mm. Last minute beating City. It was great you had uh, Ferguson running off down the line to the City fans, Gary Neville, straight down to celebrate in front of the City. It was great. It was Man United at their best. How do we get Man United back to their best from where they're at now? Sacked the fucking lot of them. Sacked a lot Sacked of them. Sacked a lot of Cristiano included? No, you sorry. Past it? Sorry, Ronaldo can stay, De Gea can stay, uh, Bruno can stay, Alanga can stay. I wouldn't have the rest of them. It's not a cultural thing. It's the players that are there at the minute. Just but the player set the culture. The player set the culture, fair enough. Is it a mindset or is it an ability thing? It's mindset. Mindset. Mindset, mindset is the problem. We, we were at the Norwich game. Okay. United were 2-0 up. Yeah. Went back to 2-all, 1-3-2, Ronaldo free kick. Players lose the ball and just stand and watch. Right. Just stand and... No such thing as running back behind the ball to get back like and defend. Just stand and watch. And I'll name names. Right. Paul Pogba. Jesse Lingard. Bruno. Uh, yeah, they were in the middle of the field. Right. And you have the same lads standing up, we don't feel respect, we don't feel this, we don't feel that. You have to earn respect. You, have to, you can't go to Man United like, and just say, I'm here now, that's it, I'm going to stop. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you, and I'd like to think, I know the values of Manchester. And that team's supposed to represent those people. They expect you to work hard. If things don't go your way, you keep working hard and get on with it. You don't throw your ties out of the pram. And you just work hard. That's all they want. Hard work. That's all they want. Listen, listen to podcasts, United podcasts, and all their fans say, don't care if you lose as long as the team work hard. Yeah. If you lose to the better team on the day, that's fine. But you should, working hard should... You'd want to work hard for a fucking couple of million yeah. a week, wouldn't you? Yeah, easily, easily, like. Yeah. But you'd linger, throwing his ties out of the pram. I didn't get a farewell. 
Now Jesse does listen to the podcast. That's fine, yeah, no problem. Yeah, fair enough. No problem. <laughs> but true, true ties out of Brown because he didn't get to say goodbye to Old Trafford. Well, neither did Brian Robson, neither did Steve Bruce. Both men have done more than him, I'd say, in two weeks than he's done in 20 years at Man United. Yeah. He's a joke. Absolute joke. You have a game for us, James? Yes, I do have a game. Just get a little, little bit of nourishment in. I do have a game. So, my very official... It's written on a box of Coke Zero. Very official clipboard. So, what I have here... I have a list of names. 1, 2, 3, <laughs> 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 13, 14. 15 names. Okay. 15 celebrities whose birthdays Ooh. are in May. In May. So you have to guess what age they are this month. Okay. And you get your score is based on how close you are. So okay. if someone is 20 and yeah. you guess 19, you get one. Okay, okay. I, I want as low. You want as low a score as possible. As close to par as possible. So we'll start with an Irish one. Okay. Bono. Bono is 56 this year. 56 this year. Mark, you're wrong. You're out by six. Out by six? He's well, 62. 62? Be Jesus. 62. And he's still riding all around him. Fair play to him. Yeah. More power to him. So the next one. Personal favourite of mine. Andrea Carr. Andrea Carr. Of the Cores. Of the Cores. Now, I would say she is 53. No. You're wrong there. She's 48. Fuck. Sorry, Andrea. 48. And she doesn't and look a day over 30. It's day over 30. And Jim Core, of course, is immortal. Jim Core is a clown. <laughs> but that, that's a podcast on its own. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. James Bond. James Bond. I would say Pierce Brosnan is 68. Oh, you're close. 69. You're close. He's 69. Yours and it's mine. He's 69. Good man, Pierce. Fair play to him. The house down in Saline. No way. Yeah, I used to go Saline. walking on Saline Beach now. Here's Brosnan. Fuck. Yeah. Jesus, I never Yeah, I used to be. You'd see him down in Saline Beach the whole time. Jesus, I didn't think Pierce Brosnan would drive down a lane like that. That's fair play to him. Fair play to him, is right. He'd been in worse places in his, in his life. I broke to something in a car on that. God only knows what you were doing. <laughs> anyway, we'll keep going. Andrea Pirlo. Andrea Pirlo. Andrea Pirlo would have retired maybe 10 years ago. Probably, he was old enough, I'd say, when he retired, so I'd imagine he's 47. He's 43. Fuck. Jesus. He's young enough. Gabriel Byrne, the actor. Gabo. No, 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 no not Gabo. <laughs> Gabriel Byrne, Gabriel the actor. Gabriel Byrne, who did he play? Who did he play, Shane? I think he was in Glenrow. Glenrow. He's a big right. actor, big Big Broadway Can you actor. show me a photo of him, Shane? If I Google him, I'll see his age, so... Yeah. You may show me a photo. Gabo. Anti-Gabo. Anti-Gabo. The only man in Ireland that sat down to piss. Now, I watched a video yesterday. It was a, a Reddit post. It's, what's your favourite 60 seconds of Irish television? And do you remember, there was a writer... Oh, he's old enough, I'd say. I'll get back to it in one second. There was a writer... I can't remember his name. He was on, Pac, he was on the Late Late or one of Pat Kelly's shows and it was a fella from Limerick. This writer was from Limerick and he was basically saying how hard and shit life was in Limerick and this lad comes on and confronts him and calls him a liar and a bollocks and the Viper does this video and he just, he knows it all off heart by, or by heart. The Viper? The yeah. gangster? No, the Viper, like fucking Hardy books. Skywise, that, Skywise, that, that yeah, fella. Yeah. I'll have to get the name of that. Anyway, that lad I'd say is 65. 
No, he's 72. Fuck. Does he look well? Fresh looking 72. Gabriel really Byrne. How would you know him? Where did that come from? He's a thespian. A thespian? Yes. Ooh. What does that mean? He walks the boards. Good actor. Good actor. Yeah, good actor. Charlie Sheen's brother, Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez. Oh, Emilio Estevez is probably 58. You're close, he's 60. 60. Remy Malik. Re who's Remy Malik? He was the bad guy in the latest James Bond film. Shane, I'm going to need a photo of Remy. Uh, he was in um, Bohemian Rhapsody. He played uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, oh, okay, okay, yeah. He is 44. He's 41. Fuck. You're not great, I'm not good at, not great at these, no. Right, so due to a technical malfunction there in the quiz, we have lost the last few answers, but I passed with a flying score, James, is that correct? Well, I would have said failed with 107. Failed with 107. Failed. So look. Yeah, maybe run through Mark's last few answers. Where did we finish? Uh, Remy Malik. Oh, Jesus Christ, Remy Malik. I, can't, I, didn't, I didn't go in order now either. We'll just say I won. Yeah. Right. 107 is the score 107 to is what I was betting on. Ant and lower and you win. Right. So, fair play to you. So. Our producer, Connor Moore, is over in... Not our producer, our show director, Connor Moore, is over in London at the minute, James. Fair play to him. We've had a, a good uh, time or experience of London. Jeez, oh, jeez, we did, yeah. yeah. We drank the stones over. We did. We went over to a Wexford match. Away days. Away days. Uh, we we got we got queer drunk on the Saturday. <laughs> we went to the pub early in the day, probably for open two o'clock. Two o'clock. Two o'clock. Um, we drank there, and we we're going to go out that night or whatever. I'd say what time? We were all fit. We left there at nine o'clock. We left there at nine o'clock, and we were convinced we were going to get a bit of grub and go tied ourselves up and go out out for the night. Yeah. And instead, we got barred out of the local Tesco, and we were asleep by half nine. Yes, we did get barred out of Tesco. We were told not to come back. <laughs> um, I think your man called the smelly Irish tugs or something. Yeah, I remember in the pub, you wouldn't drink the whiskey. Your father was buying No, I don't chasers. like whiskey. I don't like whiskey. It didn't stop your father from buying them and making me drink them. Yeah. So I was drinking two whiskeys. I, I, I'll tell you what happened with my whiskey. I took a mouthful out of it trying to be the big lad and keeping up. And I went in and I got sick all, in, all over the jacks. The minute that hit my stomach, it was game over. I'd have been quite happy drinking pints all night long. No yeah. problem. I'd have sowed my way through them. But whiskey, oh, Jesus Christ. And we had a strange fella there. We made a friend for about half an hour. Oh, yeah, is that the lad that looked like a spud? He looked, yeah, he looked like a spud. <laughs> and, uh, I can't remember what, what happened with him, but he was very strange. I think he was put out. He was put out, was it? Put out. I think he said something he shouldn't have. And uh, he was he was throwing some shapes. Yeah, he was doing serious dancing. He was there by himself, like fair play. To yeah, him. I watching mean, the rugby. I mean, you went on the Sunday morning for a cure, and we met the most depressed man in the world. From oh, stodges that man. He had seen some stuff. He whatever happened to him the night before was tough. Yeah, he not was, as tough as what was coming for us that afternoon. What was that all with Wexford? Bet. Yeah. By London. By London in London. Uh, on, uh was there. Oh uh, yeah. Pioli was there. Uh, Pioli, we met him in the pub of the GA grounds before the match. And with Lee and all them lads. Lee texted me about halfway through the first half asking what the score was because they were staying in the pub. They weren't going out to watch I the match. I don't, I don't blame them. They probably had the right idea. Yeah, they did. So we, we were coming back. Dad was sitting beside the county chairman on the way back. Derek Kent at the time. And I think there was big words had. Was there? Oh, Kent was, I think, was all fit to sack the manager now. 
but he didn't. He didn't. Didn't pull the trigger. Speaking of management, James, hold on, our director is ringing. Who's this? Connor, you're live on the podcast. I'm not. You are. Yeah. Myself and James. Yes. We were just talking about London. Right. Right. We were just talking about our experience over there. What are you making of it over there at the minute? Well, first of all, do you even believe that I'm here? I don't. I thought you were in Belfast. You don't. No, I thought I was going to be in Belfast also. But um, my wife keeps throwing all these curveballs at me <laughs> left, right and centre and, and I don't know what to do. But I'm currently in London now, going to see Wicked's in about two hours, three hours, and then we're going out on the town. The West, the, West, the West End's a good spot. Did you hear that, Connor? He's gone, we've lost He's gone. Him. Hello? Hello? There, there's no reception in the West End. No, 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 no. Boris has cut his minutes. James, speak, we were just speaking about management there. And yeah. um, you are currently the manager of uh, an adult football team at the age of 28. Yeah. Can you speak to that? It's a, it's a rare occurrence. What got you into this position? And are you glad you've done it so early? So, I'm training teams 10 years now. Mm. So I realised fairly early that I was going to be shite playing. Yeah. But I want to stay involved at a high level, so I said, those that can't do teach. Those that can't do teach. I remember what was it you saying to me one day. Uh, so I said, you'll never play in Croke Park, but you can manage in it. Yeah. Yeah. So That stuck with me. So that's that's the goal, is to get there one day. But yeah, it's good. Newtown's a good spot to start off in. It's a, it's a challenge in itself now. They have their own things going on that can't really talk about, but yeah, it's a good challenge. How do you... How do you, do you gain the respect of people older than you in that sort of environment? Is there, is there, is that even you kinda, an issue? You kind of have to work with them a bit. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't, I suppose when I first started off, I would have been very much like, I'm the boss. Yeah. This is, we're doing it this way and we're going to the top of the mountain my way. Yeah. And if you don't like it, well, fuck it off. That was the under 14 philosophy. We that did. was it. And, and, and we got them lads to a final. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I've learned to be a little bit more. I suppose people don't want dictators anymore. No. They want someone that'll work with them. Yeah. So yeah. My, my job really is obviously pick the team when it comes to that kind of thing. I've final say. Mm. I put on training. But at the same time, I'll, I'll listen to lads and uh, more facilitate them on their, mm. on their way to playing. Yeah, you will actually listen. You won't just let them have their speaking and I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want anyway. Excited yeah, like if, la if lads tell me, if I have a massive tough session planned, I'd always say to, I'd send word out to the captain, how's the bodies or how's, what are we thinking? Does this need to change? Does that need to change? Yeah. And if they say something needs to change, that's grand, we'll change it. Yeah. Like what works for one team mightn't necessarily work for another. That's just like, it's all getting to know, know the team and the place and who they are and where they're for. Like I could go, I could go up to Newtown now and be all roaring and shouting and loud and mad. Yeah. And they'd love all that. Whereas mm. I could go to our club and they'd be like, no, no, this isn't for us. You don't and do that, yeah. They want someone that's quiet and watching the game and does things that way. Mm. Like some, it depends, some teams need that bit of encouragement and bit of madness on the line, whereas other teams just, you do your work on the training ground. So the lads know I'll be all over them during the week in training. I will yeah. not shut the fuck up during the week. But whereas match day, I'd be very quiet watching the game and trying 
get my messages across. James, onwards, we're moving on. We were you were telling me about Charlie Hawhey though, and we we're talking about UCD oh, stories. Hawhey, Hawhey, great, yeah. Hawhey, what is your favorite Charlie Hawhey story? The one where he tried to burn down Trinity. Yeah, that right. has to be my favorite one because I would be of that mindset as well. Right, they're right. Fucking, they're just require hard to listen to. Trinity, the oh, Trinity, the P, oh, any, all of them that go there. Uh, what is and it? Is it uh, holier than thou? Ah, oh, they're just fucking impossible. The shit talk to go on with. Right. And then I tell you what made it worse coming out of the RDS today, and all the fucking Leinster fans were around with their Leinster, Leinstertainment. Yeah, and yeah. all their sticks of dynamite and all sticks that. Sticks of dynamite. Ah, oh, just it's sickening. Yeah. Absolutely sickening you to carry on of them. Yeah. They just I can't stand it. Like. Yeah. They think they're better than you, and they're fucking. They're not. Yeah. I worked not. in a bar in one of the more renowned rugby clubs. I worked in the same bar as you. Oh, that's right, you did. Yeah. And I was working <laughs> behind the bar one day, and some lad leaned up against, you know, to be a flap where lads would walk in and out. Yeah. Like, and we'd have young lads that play for that club collecting glasses. And one young lad had a handful of glass trying to get in, and some fellow was leaning on the counter, and he goes, Can I get by you there? And he go, your man goes, No, I'm paying your wage. Ah, stop. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't move. Fucking dickheads. I used to love dealing with a lad like that at the bar. Yeah. I, I just, I'd ignore him. I'd ignore him for ages. Yeah. And the angrier he got, the more I'd ignore him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I ate a lad one day and uh, I was, it was fucking just me behind the bar and it was packed. The match had just ended and it was rows of people ever and I was doing the best I could. Like, and yeah. one lad from down the end of the bar goes, hey, hey, as loud as he can. He just slaps himself in the chest like that and goes, I'm down here. And I just went, I know. And I turned back, went back to work and he was disgusted. I had a lad whistle at me one day. Whistle. Yeah, a lad whistled at me and I stopped what I was, I was, the bar was swinging. Yeah. And I stopped in the middle of the floor and I looked around. I said, you calling a dog or something? He's like, what? I said, you're whistling. I said, are you looking for a dog? No, no, I'm looking for service. I said, you'll be looking for a while, I said, if you keep whistling. Was this in Ryan's or was it in... I'm not spot? saying what establishment yeah. it was in. Right. Your man was a prick. Fair enough. Fuck him. Fuck him is right, yeah. There's a, a severe sense of privilege. Imagine, though, just, like, having no manners. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, not seeing that person as a human being. Just like, someone to serve you. Like, yeah, you just, just no, no it manners, like, courtesy. Yeah, yeah. Sure, it doesn't you, take a lot. Sure, you could just as easy spit in his fucking pint when you turn your back to him. Yeah, there was many a night I thought about doing <laughs> it with some lads now. I never did because I'm a good barman. Yeah, good barman. You wouldn't spit in a pint. No. No. i seen a video. I, I, I was able to horse drink out. Good barman. I miss it a bit. I'd go back and do it. Only the wage and the hours, like. But I think ah, yeah, good. like, the, the, the work is hard and the wage is shite and the hours are shite, but good old crack. It's good crack. We went to the Rose of Tralee and done it one year. Yeah. What was your uh, what Ah, just that was that was great crack. That was that was savage crack. Myself, myself and Big Sam. Yeah. There was a team of twenty or thirty of us went down from UCD to do the Rose Tralee, mm. and the head lad down the Tralee. Anyway, were all put into action around the around the main bar, and there was three bars in this spot. Yeah. So the, the second night, anyway, pulled everyone in. Your man was like, "Right, I want you." out with that lad pointing at me you out with that lad uh, pointing at someone else you were on the back of the bar and the rest of you are all gone and someone said why is he going out the front because he's the best of the lot he is he said and, and your man had great sayings I just see some great sayings like he said now look lads it's going to be busy here tonight you, you need to row your own boat if someone gets in your way you need to sharpen your elbows and just drive them over 
and there was no messing with that. He's a cousin in Arklow actually. Does he? he comes You're up man. to Arklow every now and then. I do meet him for a pint. The lad who runs the Rosa Tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound out level. Steve's his name. Big, big Spurs fan. Very good. Big Kerry man. Big Kerry man. Oh, big Kerry man, yeah. And is the Rosa Tree all it's made out to be? No. No? No, oh my God, it's, it's madness. Is that? It is absolute madness. So, three bars, mm. right? So we, we were out the front bar. Now, your man that was setting up this bar was your man's young lad. Mm. But we had smoke machines, we had lasers, we had disco balls. We had the place pumping before people even got into the dome. Right. It was hopping. Mental. Great crack. Me, self and myself done the music. We had fucking great night. Our bar was great because we only had vodka, Heineken, uh, a stout. I think it was Murphy's or Beamish or something. And a bottle of wine. And wine small bottles of wine yeah, yeah and that was all we done and it was a small bar I'd say it was that long yeah. so the two of us the two of us were able to work without running into each other we, we, we just we had a great way of working together yeah and it was great but the last night of the thing um, actually sorry the stout was Guinness stout was actually Guinness yeah the last night of the thing anyway uh, there was a crush. a crush people were queuing and there was all these barriers and all people queuing and next thing there was just a crush and we were told close the bar so we'd pull the flaps down close the bar and everything went on mm. we went inside and people had pushed up against the bar so much the bar had bent backwards and broke so like people were just mad for drink yeah and the lad said to me now when the doors of the dome open just come in and watch so myself and your mom were standing the doors open ones had their high heels in their hands and they sprinted full tilt to get up to that bar first I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. You'd swear they'd never seen a drink before. It was fucking mental. And were you pouring the Guinness straight or were you letting it settle? I was letting it settle. Letting it settle, letting it settle yeah. Of, now, when it was busy, pour it straight. I think it always tastes better in a plastic glass when pour it straight. They do that in most places. Yeah. Yeah. Pour it straight in the plastic glass. But if you're dealing with a proper glass, you let it settle. But the bar was closed at 11 o'clock and... Uh, the boss man said to us right lads close your bar tidy up when you're done finish off whatever's tapped up an hour before we close we'd only put a fresh keg of Guinness on right and we said to him are you sure you know you want us to finish yeah yeah finish whatever's tapped up it, whatever's not tapped is going back and anything that's tapped has to be used so mm. that's your bonus for the week and he said I don't care if there's six pints in it or 80 pints in it but I want a good I want it gone yeah. So we sat there all night, sculling pints of Guinness. Sculled them, and we had a fucking great night. And did you get to go to the afters or anything like that? No, you just stayed at the bar? No, the whole thing, the, the, event, was the event was shut down. The guards came in and shut it down. Jesus. Yeah. Fuck. It was, it was crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Stonewall mental. People had this mad look in their eye. Just meant, and all they wanted was drink. And if you got in their way, you were. Being We've nothing like that up here. No. Summer fair maybe it gets a bit mad. The market house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's a different kind of mad, isn't it? The that's Friday night of that is a joke. Yeah. Yeah, that's 14 year olds drinking. That's Australia, that's scandalous. Yeah. That is scandalous. Yeah. Whatever, like on on top of that, you have lads drinking but putting other substances into themselves. I don't understand it. Why can't you just go and have a few pints? Yeah. Why do you need to go and fucking powder up your nose and smoke query oaks and everything like that just have a few pints have your pints and go home yeah I don't get it yeah 
I just don't care. Well, there you go. If people try it once, I suppose, and get addicted, and then they can't do it, go out without doing it. Yeah, like, a lot of it in Amsterdam when it was over now. Was there? Actually, yeah. that's the capital. I don't know. Is, like, cocaine and stuff even legal over there? I haven't a clue. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. It's just weed that's... Well, weed is legal. I thought it was kind of like psychedelics in Morning or whatever. Yeah, they don't like the uppers. But, like, isn't it in Portugal where it's very... It's Everything very, is legal. Everything is... All goes over there. All go. Fair play to him. Fair play to him. And uh, it brought it down, didn't it? Or yeah, yeah. They, they treat it as an illness now rather than a criminal offence over there. And they do it. Yeah. Probably the right way to do it. Probably. Probably it stopped at black market anyway. It'll be another 40 years before our gobshite's cutting on to something like Cut, that. Yeah. They voted against it a couple years ago. Did they? Yeah, Did they? Was to legalise everything or just cannabis? They decriminalised it so they could control it in, like, like say, like heroin addicts and all that. Yeah. They'd be able to get it in a controlled environment, clean needles, everything like that. You wouldn't get a jail sentence if you're caught using drugs, everything like that. So it's more so you treat addiction like an illness rather than a uh, crime. Yeah, that's probably the way to do it. But would someone addicted to heroin go, okay, now it's 12 o'clock, I'm off down to the clinic to do my heroin? Yeah, well, it's a lot safer. I suppose getting. they were going to get the drugs anyway, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's safer than someone getting a dirty needle from. Some other chap that doesn't know. Yeah. Watch the oak on opiates in America. It's fierce bad over there, like, because of the Oxycontin or Oxycodone, whatever it's called. Oxycontin. It was just, yeah. They were just fucking lashing them out like Smarties, like, and uh, sure, that's heroin, like, and then they had this big legislation against that, so they couldn't get them anymore. So then everyone just ended up on heroin. And there's like ex NFL players, ex fucking college athletes to get injured and they get given this oxy and then they get caught after a supply to it, so then they end up on the streets on heroin. That's madness. Yeah, vicious cycle. I don't, I don't know why they're so against government helping people over there. Government helping people? Yeah, like if you get the sack, you can't, there's no such thing as the dole over there. Mm. Really? They're, they've no. I don't think there's such thing as a dole. So you just don't get any income. Mm. Yeah. Is like, that food stamps and everything? Like yeah. That? Oh, yeah, food stamps. Like, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know if there is that kind of dollar system where there's like a weekly wage or kind of all that stuff, but like. But health insurance. Health care is yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. Sure, imagine, like, how much would. It's cost like 20 grand or something to have a baby. So. We were only looking this up today. It's not 20, but you get six weeks unpaid leave for maternity leave. Yeah. That's it. Uh, you have to pay 11 grand to have a baby. That's even with health care. Ah, stop. If you have private health care, you still have to pay 11 grand. They cover the very basics, but they'll charge for things like skin-to-skin contact. So that's actually handing you your baby when you have it. They'll charge extra for that. Uh, you have to pay for your, what you call it, the injection that numbs your back. You have to pay for all that. Epidural. Shit. Epidural. You have to pay for all that. It can cost 11 grand to have a baby. It's a race to the bottom over there, though. Race to the bottom in terms of poverty? like Just in everything. like you know, No such thing as paid time off or anything like that. No. Like, obviously, charge, so, like... Um like go like countries around the world and how many days off a year you get like paid work mm. in france and a few others around there are very good and get like 50 plus or whatever yeah ireland's like mid-range but america is fucking zero 21 is your stand statutory days in ireland yeah 21 sick days in france 21 is, oh, 20 paid, leave, paid leave yeah in france like when you're like my god and all this stuff like you know 40 or 50 Fair you get pay, zero so. paid leave in America. Zero. You don't get any paid holiday. Guaranteed paid holidays. Like obviously, like the big corporations, I'll probably do put in your contract that you can't have like two, three, four weeks, whatever. Off. Like you're not legally obliged. Like 
you know, like when I was working in Embernal, they pay you holiday pay, but even mm. if you didn't take it, they give you the money. For yeah. Or whatever. I don't know if that's fully legal, but there's none of that in America. Like, just, they're not legally obliged to give you time off. Like, race, race to the bottom. Race to the bottom. And then you look at like the investment banks and stuff over there, lads are working fucking 100 hour weeks. The almighty dollar. Yeah. The almighty dollar is right. But sure, that's what makes America great, doesn't it? That's what makes it the is it great fucking country on earth. Is it great? I don't know. It's not. No, it's not. It's a very divided country. It's not. Everyone's carrying guns. Well, not maybe not every state, but it's a very te tense place to live. It seems. Yeah, everything's hostile. Like, they're great at portraying the fucking American dream. Right. To everyone else, but if you go over there and you see the amount of homeless people living around there, all the poverty, everything like it's, it's not what it is on TV. Yeah, like even I went to Dublin a few weeks ago and I haven't been to Dublin I'd say in two years and it's just like the homeless even and that's Dublin wouldn't even have a bad homeless problem. I can't imagine what America is like. Yeah, like there's fucking towns and villages. Ten there. cities. Ten cities, that's what they are, yeah. It's fucking disgusting. Like how you can let that happen to people. Sure, when you have that, you know, things like Dole or anything like that. Yeah, like they're just swept on the road like it's just not, not looked at. Yeah, mental illness and fucking ex-convicts and sure their prison system's private so they actually profit off yeah. putting people in prison. Then when they come out of prison, you can't get a job. You can't vote if you're a felon. Can you not? If you had a criminal record, you couldn't vote. I'd say no, that'd be at least my worries if I was a... Vote, voting in America is a big issue. Oh, and oh. disenfranchising people. This not allowing people to vote? Yeah, massive yeah. issue. Yeah. So there's Republican states pass certain laws that if you don't have a certain type of government ID, you can't vote. So if you don't have a driver's license, you can't vote. Can't vote. And they'll do it by population. So say the black population in a certain state, a lot of them won't drive. A lot of them won't have a driver's license, so therefore a lot of them can't vote. Fuck, yeah. Yeah, if you live in a city, sure. A lot, lot of gerrymandering in America. Yeah. It's not really that free at all. No, only certain people get, that's it, sure. Then don't, only the middle upper class actually do vote. And they'll keep voting for what yeah. will suit them. Yeah. There's this big abortion law being passed in America now. Roe versus Wade. Yeah, so, and if you've had an abortion or something, um, you can be classed as a felon. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to vote. And you'll get a criminal record. You'll be sent away. You can't vote. Fuck. Yeah. Is that in certain states or is it across the board? I think that's across the board. I think it's across the board. I think it's started in Texas or something. I don't know the ins and outs. Someone was saying it to me the other day. I don't know if it's gospel true or not, but like, greatest country in the world, my whole. Yeah. Ireland is great. Yeah. Day like today. Yeah. Grand. Or It'd be a grand little country if you could roof it. Yeah. We're talking shite and the sun is out. We should be in Uncle James' beer garden. Yeah. God, I'd love that. Fuck the Harlan Club for a pint. No, I can't. Fuck you can. I can't. I can't. I, can't. I, wish. I wish I could, but I can't. I have commitments. Do you want to chat yet? <clears throat> yeah. One pint. I'd love pints. One pint. I can't. You can't. I can't. I can't. You used to be fun. Connor said, sorry, I'll call from Naked State soon. Whatever naked state is. My God. I don't know if that is I a naked state. I don't want to know I have a bar or up there. Yeah. Just, we, we, we had, a, had a visitor during the week. Who was that? Oh, yeah, yeah, go on. But I played a voice note. The voice note to send in. Is the voice note in. safe, is it? Uh, I don't know. You sent it in anyway. You might you probably to would have. Sure, that would look at it. What group was that in? That was in... Spades. 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 <laughs> 
Fellas, I would like to give an update on the dog. So, at approximately half ten last night, a golden retriever hopped the wall. No, that's not safe. That's not safe? No, I remember it. it does, okay, that's, not, that's safe. not safe. We'll take carry on from a golden retriever hop the wall. Yeah, so uh, so basically, anyway, we ra we found out who the owners were. We rang them. They wouldn't answer the phone. And we were there. What the fuck do we do? Like, what can we do? So we made the dog safe for the night. Sent her one load of texts and messages and no answer, but sure. Came next morning and got the dog. But poor Ollie was awful put out. Ollie uh, spent the next two days going around pissing everywhere, marking his territory. It's yeah. his yard. Yeah. And that's, you don't, don't cross him. And the dog has since found its owner. Oh yeah, no, no, the dog was collected first thing the next morning. But like. Caused war in the floodhouse. Just, uh, Ollie was put out. And that's a no-go. That's a no-go. No Ollie is the boss. Ollie is the boss. He well, took Ollie's patch, didn't he? He was on Ollie's patch. He was something. on Ollie's patch, and I tell you something, if he'd have been outside when Ollie was outside, Ollie would have killed him. Ollie does not like people coming onto his patch. No. No, he does not. Ollie, you have to be very wary. And is Ollie, Ollie's finished in school now, is he? No, he still away. goes two days a week. Does he? Goes into daycare two days a week, and he comes home absolutely bollocksed. Should they put, they take pictures of him every day and put it up, it's great. Great pictures of the dog during the weeks. The every time he's in, they pop off. Yeah, they take photos of the dog's ad. It does be, oh, it's not that one now, hang on. And great. what is the name of the school? Dog Squad. Dog Squad. Shout out to Dog Squad. Shout out to Dog Squad. I wanted to do a shout out to someone. <laughs> yeah. A shout out to the Dog Squad, they do great work up there. And if you if you're it's grand when I'm in Dublin now five days a week and Kate is working like all you can go around the yard at home mad minds them but two days a week goes into glory gets to play with all the other dogs and he's happy and he has great time great sport and as Michael said he came out with two masters yeah yeah, yeah. and if you've seen Michael Dwyer can you please let us know where he is he's gone mark he's, he's not gone got forever. he's somewhere in mayo last we heard this is like the fucking fugitive on beat you know someone goes and like they hide somewhere and then if you find your man you get a grand don't listen to beat do you not no i listen to talk sport in the morning talk sport yeah, that's right it's like that show on is it the bbc or one of them channel, channel four maybe uh where it's like the proper uh detectives and all around uh, uh, it's on channel four yeah like you're giving it, like if you can escape them for many, many hours. I can't think of the name. There, there he is now. Actually, yeah. sorry, there's Ollie the dog. Ollie, there he is. Yeah, happy out, sure. Happy out himself and everything. You see that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy out. Good, good dog. Ollie yeah. is. There used to be a show called Manhunter, and it was this cowboy, and they let you loose on his ranch, and you'd hide from the cowboy, and he went and found you on his horse. Oh, how about Dog the Bounty Hunter? Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yes, he I was, was some a, man. I was a big fan of dog back he in the day. Used to love that now. And Beth, rest in peace. She did. Beth, de Beth died, yeah. Good a few dog. years ago, dog, dog has a new wife now. Good man, Dog. Yeah, Dog always reminded me of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, has yeah, that, that vibe about that him. That kind it? of energy about him. It's oh, all stage, though. What is the Hulkster doing now? Dog, no, dog probably yeah, is, yeah. Cancelled. He's cancelled, yeah. What did Hulk Hogan oh, get cancelled for? Hulkster. Uh, is there? Uh, yeah, there's some documentary, eh? He said uh, the N-word. Yeah, there's recordings of him cheating on the wife. and uh, Cheating on the wife for one of his daughter's friends yeah brooke uh, had her own reality tv show i watched for a while i can't remember what it was called yeah. uh, oh but sure that tv show was a 
Was it Hulk Knows or Hulk Knows Best? Hulk Knows Best. Mm. Hulk Knows Best or something. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah, but um, yeah, there's his whole cancel now and he's uh, removed from the WWE Hall of Fame. So um, fuck it anyway. Hulk Hulkamania. Hulkamania is not running wild anymore. No, the poor Hulk. What movie was he? Was it Rocky or one of them? Yeah, he was Thunderlips. Thunder he lips. was juiced up to the... Well, Thund- thunder I mean, lips. The not not the legend about it. Well, sure, there was a big federal investigation into Vince McMahon yeah, giving the lad steroids and everything. Well, sure, have you seen him when man was oh, 60 yeah. years of age to fucking... Sure, they're, they're all fucking doing it. Sure. They're all juiced. Of course they are. Like me. <laughs> the juice. Fizzy good good. Jesus, oh, nothing better than... The fizzy good good when you're hungover. <laughs> Right, you'll be hung over tomorrow, James. I will, yeah. I'll leave it at that. Good night and God bless. Good night, God bless. Thank you very much. If you've seen Michael Dwyer, please get in touch.